Champions League Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN, then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners receive shirts, hats and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code PLGP to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, March the 3rd, and we are here to have a little snuffle around the Premier League action that finished about four hours ago. And we've got some um, Champions League action, the round of 16 second leg games take place on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Um, I had a look at one Europa League game as well, because that's on early in the week as well, but why the hell not? Joining me uh, is Mr Barry Penaluna. Mr Barry Penaluna, hello mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, how are you? Are you going to tell the people what you're watching on TV whilst doing this? No, well I wasn't Barry, but you've humiliated me into it now. Just to speak, no, totally, I haven't put this on, it's just came on. It's a documentary about strippers, Barry. So if anyone's in the live chat wants to stick ITV2 on, <laughs> rather than looking at my in your face, you can listen to me and you and watch a documentary about the Jack the Rippers. Um, so, yeah, that's the... Uh, thanks back for that, Baz. Totally and utterly uh, exposed this, is it? Well, I don't know what the word is. Uh, I don't know. Let's say hello to the people in the chat who have frantically got the remote control in their hand. Hopefully that's all it is. Uh, Callum Schultz, good evening. Uh, Harry, up the Chels, how are you doing? Lloydos here. Cree is in as well. Um, oh, Callum's got Hitler on. I, I nearly went, uh, he's on, he's ITV4 or Discovery or something, isn't he? Um, I've got a mate whose wife, just all she watches is Hitler stuff. Like, too much Hitler stuff. Like, I don't mind a little bit. Have an hour every six months. You know, <laughs> it's good to be aware. She consumes 25 hours a week of the Hitler. Uh, it's fair, it's all a lot. Um, good weekend, Baz. I uh, went to the match, quite enjoyed it. Newcastle won, first time since uh, the middle of December. Came out with a home win. Um, and the picks were great as well. I had 100% yesterday, six out of seven. Um, and then... <laughs> I thought I nearly, <laughs> yeah, um, I nearly went eight out of nine until bleeding Amrabat, the bone idle, lazy, slow get, gave that goal away in injury time. So an injury time goal from Haaland cost me an eight out of nine weekend. Um, my underdog hit Barry. My parlay is still going, Barry. My parlay is still alive. Um, so and that was a right gold price as well. So yeah, all sorts of things going on, Baz. Uh, we can we can talk through the picks in a little while. We had a chat last night. You didn't think you'd done very well, and then you kind of checked, and actually you'd done all right, hadn't you? I can tell you why. Because I have done okay. I picked out four winners yesterday, which wasn't bad out of the the games we had. Um, I hit on as things today, so I think nine games I've picked out five winners. But it, 
it felt horrible to me because the ladders failed, and that's why I had a horrible just yeah, okay. the afternoon. I didn't enjoy because the that Bournemouth game, um, not Bournemouth, it was Brighton Fulham, just spoilt my day because there was not a single corner. We were on the ladder, not a single corner in the first half. So you're dead and buried by half time. There was eight in the second half. Uh, so they came back uh, fighting a little bit. So still fell three short of hitting the first step. But that spoiled it for me. And then the ladder today, I took Bournemouth corners and that didn't hit. Um, so my main picks done okay. Um, I got my underdog in at five to two. So five winners from nine with a five to two shot in there. Uh, I had the Spurs handicap at a good plus money price as well. I think that was a winner for around six to four, something that one. Um, so some good price winners. I've done okay, but the, the ladders really spoiled the weekend for me a little bit. Um, my Akers were corners and they involved those ladders. So that went down. But my underdog hit. My scores are still live. I've got Arsenal tomorrow. Um, so overall, not bad. But yeah, certainly I posted on Twitter yesterday. The hot hand was definitely you this week. Yeah, well, both underdogs hit bats because I took Fulham. Um, they were a home underdog against Brighton for some insane reason. But then, yeah, um, going down the list, I see the reason six out of seven is 100% is because the one I got wrong was the Newcastle game, uh, which I picked on purpose so Newcastle would win. And there it was. So, yeah, Brentford, the, the both teams to score over two and a half bars. It's a lazy pick, but it, they all won, didn't they? Brentford, Chelsea. Yeah. Then we took the over two and a half. The system plays. I tell you what, this was like a, uh, it was like a TED talk, Baz, in how to pick Premier League games. I don't know, like a, like an exhibition, um, a, a clip exhibition of, of how to do it expertly. Everything was in um, the over two and a half at near even money for Everton. Fulham as an underdog, um, a little bit lucky maybe to uh, Liverpool. The second half to have the most goals, but <laughs> so I couldn't really. That that's why I taught myself out of complaining about Haaland's goal because I can't complain about an injury time goal uh, when the day before an injury time goal got me a win. So that's how that works. Uh, Tottenham was the over two and a half and both teams to score. Villa team total that's it late on. Bournemouth was like finding money in the street. Um, and then I had Man City under three and a half, so that one chinned me a little bit. Um. So, yeah, really, did really, really well. Um, you've got a very rare recurring feature, Barry. Now, do you remember the feature, which has been on the show before? There's no such thing as a... And what's the answer, Baz? A light show. Is the correct answer. There's no such thing as a light show. I've got something else for the list, Baz. So this can now be a recurring feature. There is no such thing as a no-look pass. I'm fucking not having it, Barry. It's just not a thing, is it? Everyone kept having a, a, a hissy fit about Bruno's no look pass yesterday to Almiron. It didn't it's just not a thing. He, looks he didn't fool anyone, did he? He didn't fool anyone. Everyone knew where the pass was going. <laughs> exactly. He basically made the pass and then looked the opposite way. But and he didn't. If you're, if, I'm sorry, I might, oh, I might pass it to this fella here, or I might pass it to him. What I'm not going to do is look and look over there while I'm doing it. It's that big. It was absolutely ridiculous. So. There's no such thing as a no-look pass, Baz. That's going on the list uh, with Light Show. Um, I took uh, Betty to the match yesterday because they're now on a little rotation system since my dad gave up. But she came up with a little bit of jeopardy, Baz, for the ticket situation. She suggested it should be winner stays on, Ooh, which is a nice touch of it. 
Because yeah. there is definite jeopardy there. I mean, you could go on an eight-game winning run, and Bob might not get a look until next November, or vice versa. So you might lose one. If you draw, draw's no good. Draw, you lose. So you've got to win. It's winner stays on. Because what started this was, um, it was before the FA Cup draw. And I said to them both, you know, if we make the FA Cup semi-final, it's at Wembley. And she straight away, me, 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 I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. I said, that's fine. I understand that. However, we win that game, the final, Bob will be going to. <laughs> and then the, the two, I saw the two of them, the penny dropped. And they just thought there was a Mexican standoff for like a di- until the draw was made. And it, we're not going to make the semi-final. But that had yeah. them really... It's one of the things I saw them both, their minds were absolutely whirring over time. Like, um, So we were still talking about that on Saturday when she suggested the winner stays on. So I'll let, let you know how that one goes. Um, and the other thing we talked about on Wednesday, Barry, was what's Mark Clattenburg's job? Uh, now oh, we know what out. it is. We found out this week, didn't we? We found out what his job is. What he's going to do is tell the owner... What happened yesterday, which yeah. we all know what happened yesterday. Twitter told me what happened 10 minutes when... while I was walking down to the uh, bus stop after the match. So Twitter told me what happened. So I don't know what Mark Clattenberg's doing. But what I have found is a little bit of respect for him because you know me, Baz, I'm a bit of a chancer. Fuck me, it, he's mastered the art of a chancer. If he's talked himself into that job, I mean, all power to him, like, um, yeah, so he's going to sit them down. The board they even sent him out to speak to the press. He's done, he done a press Are conference. They yeah, even yeah. sent him out to speak to the press. Mm-hmm. So he can come out and call the refs anything he wants without the risk of getting a ban from the touchline or anything like that, because that doesn't matter. So maybe it meant Nuno didn't have to say anything because he knew Mark Clattenburg would come out and call him out instead. Um, so, yeah, that was absolutely outrageous. Like, um, But, yeah, it was a... I mean... I haven't got much to say about that, Baz. I don't think uh, we can add anything more than has already been said. And I don't want any more Liverpool fans complaining that we're biased. So, but you've probably got things to say about it. I'm not saying anything. It was daft. It was it was wrong. He got it wrong. He fucked it up. The, the only thing we, we've talked about this before, isn't it? How fans are partisan. No fan can hold their hands up and say we got lucky there. We, we got on the end of one, can they? Yeah. Because every Liverpool fan is trying to defend it in whatever way they want. And I'd like to think we've, we've, been, we've been a bit reasonable as Newcastle fans recently in terms of like, I, think Forrest, well. I thought Forrest, a one year should have had a penalty. We thought Shaw's goal probably should have been ruled out for offside the other week. But I mean, it's Twitter again, isn't it? It's not a good representation. But the amount of people trying to defend that decision and you're just thinking if the shoe was on the other foot, Liverpool would rightfully be going absolutely berserk about that decision. Um, but nobody can hold their hands up and say, yeah, we got one there. And, and it's fine to say that. It's, it's fine to just say, yeah, the referee fucked up. But that that makes up for the one we lost earlier in the season when we got that goal against Spurs disallowed or whatever you want to do. Um, it was wrong. You can't deny it was wrong. You watch the Man City game today, the exact same incident happened. Did you see that? No, I didn't actually. Ball goes into the box. Head injury. It, 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 actually, someone absolutely fires the ball in. It hits Manu in the face. Oh, I did see that, yeah. Goes out to the wing. Manu goes down. Referee stops it. Where's the drop ball? Right at Foden's feet on the right wing. Man oh, City, okay. Yeah. Man back on the attack. It was an identical situation. Um, so, yeah, he got it wrong. Uh, what I don't like, Mark, is the whole thing I've said over and over again. I don't believe there's any conspiracy against any team. 
or any no. corruption or any refs who want certain teams to to lose because you know Forrest will say it this week and, and next week it might be Liverpool saying it's, it's corrupt and Arsenal will do the same and I've seen today Man, Man United fans trying to claim it today by the way what an absolute shambles that is they were absolutely played oh. off the ball and I think the, the only argument they had was that second goal where they're claiming a foul yeah. on Rashford Honestly, Have you seen Mark Goldridge's little video. Oh, it's ridiculous. Now, honestly, Mark that Goldridge. Rashford today, I, Malcolm, I trained, I had a game today with 13 year old girls. My 13 year old striker would not have gone down under that contact he got from Kyle Walker. She'd have carried on and she'd have went to try and get the ball and score a goal. Absolutely soft as shite. Not even anywhere near a foul, that one. Uh, so, yeah, we'll rant about him instead today. But, but no, it was a shit decision. The Liverpool got lucky with it. Accept that. But there's no conspiracy. Referees just aren't very good in the Premier League at the moment. Goldbridge was, was literally smashing up his own studio, kicking the chair all over the place and stuff. Because of that foul, he yeah. was calling them cheating. He used the C word, Barry. I've never heard him use the C word before. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. It was all PMOL, the referee, everything. It's like, you know, we've got to accept referees aren't very good. And, and I don't think any of it is conspiracy. I do think there can be psychology at play and managers can get in referees' heads. People like Paul Tierney, who's been absolutely slated by Liverpool in the past. Um, there's reasons why managers call them out and take the risk of the ban because it kind of it can possibly get in their head later on. But yeah, there's no conspiracy. Paul Tierney's not trying to get Liverpool winning the league or anything like that. Uh, he just had a bad day um, and cost Cost potentially a team the title, cost, cost someone their position in the Premier League, who knows? Obviously, I've seen a lot of Forest fans today who are absolutely livid with it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the more spend, the more time you spend on Twitter, the more reasonable I feel, Barry. I think the more reasonable this show feels. Uh, because in, we're, we're OK as we hate everybody. Which It's not like we've got a soft spot for somebody, so everyone just gets it. So whoever annoys us most. But what... Sure, and even the lads in the chat, Harry, Callum, etc., they'll probably on their feed only get news from their kind of teams. The way, like, our Premier League algorithm Twitter thing is, whatever, we're seeing stuff from everywhere. And I'm not exaggerating, I'll tell you, every single team has got just sub the team name out for the same shit. So, the same players, the manager. I saw the Luton Town Twitter going into a meltdown last week. Now, we'd be sitting here and everyone would be saying, what a great season. Their attitude, the players, they're trying, the manager. Luton Town Twitter's in meltdown fighting with itself because they're not good enough and it's all wrong and they need a new this and a new that. And that's everybody in Burnley today, um, rightly so. But obviously, but, I mean, absolutely every single team. So it's just a... Twitter fan thing. It's a Twitter dickhead thing, like, unfortunately. And it's not the conversation we were having in the pub yesterday. No one was talking about Eddie Howe being sacked. No one was talking about Almiron or Dan Byrne. Everyone was sitting, having a couple of pints, went to the match, enjoyed it, went home. Um, So, yeah, you're not... It's just not your team. Uh, Be aware, it is every single uh, team in the world. There's a bit of a Cheltenham chat going on. In the uh, in the comments here, Lloydo's going to throw his picks out. Lloydo, if you uh, we'll get in touch and um, we'll stick you out some picks out on a graphic or something. Because me and Bass were talking about potentially uh, putting a show. I've got a couple of mates who are very good at the uh, at the horses and 
Um, I used to go to all the Cheltenham festivals with them as well. But talking about anti-post betting bars, we had our first uh, bet of the year on the Eurovision Song Contest this weekend, Barry. Our uh, my Eurovision Song Contest contact was in touch. Um, on sent me a, he just sent me a screenshot of the Betfair screen in a red circle around the word Norway with a forty-four to one price next to it. So I messaged you straight away because I don't have a Betfair exchange account. I was like, Baz, get on, get on, get onto this. So uh, you actually snapped up some 50 to 1 and some 48 to 1, um, which I think you've kept for yourself and given me the 44 to 1, given me the portion of 44 to 1. Um, so we might do a Eurovision show, I just thought, Barry, uh, as well. <laughs> I mean, come on, people in the chat, you telling me all these idiots in the chat aren't having a bet on Eurovision. It's, it's not till May, by the way, as well. I've never had a 10-week anti-post on Eurovision before. This is a new DJ law for me. But we'll get Og on uh, and we'll we'll do uh, we'll do 20 minutes on Eurovision one night. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, I think that's all my news and notes, Barry. Do you want to talk some actual football? Have you got anything else to add? Uh, no, I'm, I'm ready to talk football, Mark. I'm absolutely fine with that. Oh, I'm getting very distracted by the TV at this point, but... Uh, Right. Okay. Uh, Underdog Fantasy um, is the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. you just got to pick your favourite players and go higher or lower on um, on this week's games for a chance to win big. Win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Put two to five players on, build a pick em entry, or you can make a rival's pick, which pits two players against each other. Either which player will have more yards, more baskets, that kind of thing. Um, so sign up today with a promo code PLGP. That's our unique code. And get your first deposit doubled up to $100, as well as an instant pick em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with our promo code PLGP to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 as well as an instant pick em special, must be 18 or over, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. And SGPN is teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. If you sign up between now and the end of the month, five winners receive an Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up using the promo code SGPN and go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. Um, just before we make these picks, Baz, we want to do our eye catches. Um, and I've only got one on my list, Barry. The, the games went to form pretty much. Um, the eye catchers tend to be a team who've done something out of the ordinary. But the only eye catcher on my list is Brighton, Barry, because they're just wasting everybody's time at the minute, aren't they? They've won five games in 21, Baz. Well, I mean... Are we still all? Is Deserby still the new Real Madrid manager? I don't know what they're playing at. They are absolute soft touch. Like they got humped again at the weekend. Five wins in twenty-one. I don't know if they're still in the top half of the league. By the way, they must have borrowed some of the Man United points that they get overnight, having never won a game. Um. So yeah, they were my only eye catcher. Just to point out that they're absolutely dog shit. And what I will say about the West Ham win was. I was quite pleased about it because that's going to make them a price again. I'm still fading them. They weren't very good. Um, Everton missed a penalty, then scored the goal I told you they would score, far post header, um, and missed loads and loads of chances. So West Ham got away with it. 
and it just means West Ham will be a good price when we come to fade them in the next couple of weeks, Baz. Um, yeah, I've got I Burnley next you. week, Malcolm, so they might get a third win in a row. Yeah. I'm um, struggle to take Burnley, like. I catch as the only thing that stood out for me, and it's because one of the games I watched the full game for is is Luton again. How many times can Luton come away from a game having been the best side for large parts of the game and walk away with absolutely nothing? At some point, it's going to come back and kick them on the off because every week I'm watching them and just thinking they should have got someone out of that Villa game. Other than the first yeah, half, they were the best side for large parts, man. They got battered in the first half, but no, at two two. The first, first half or first half hour, but but second half they were the better yeah, team okay. by far. Um, and at two two they were they were worth the two two draw, and they looked most likely to go on and potentially win it. Um, but yeah, I've, I mean I've mentioned in the last few weeks lots of endeavour from them, but they're just getting nothing in terms of results. I still think that Sheffield United defeat for Luton is going to come back and kick them up the arse potentially. Um, they have had a tough run of games. The the, the the fixtures open up a little bit for them soon. They've got a We've got two games coming up next week. They've got a game announced. They've got Bournemouth, Palace, and then I think they play Forest the week after. So, some interesting games coming up for Luton. If they play like that, I keep saying this every week, if they keep playing like that, you think they're going to pick some points up somewhere, but they just keep falling short, don't they? It was another good performance from them, but now to gain. I forgot to mention, Baz, in music news, in the Eurovision chat, uh, there's another bit of music news. I learned the entire line dance for Beyonce's new song. What do you think of that? I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, well, you should. When we get off here, Google it or YouTube it or Spotify it. And, yeah, learn the line dance, Baz. We'll do it for the people next week. Um, okay. Champions League. Uh, round of 16. Uh, first batch of four games. I don't. I've never said the word batch before on this program. Um, Tuesday, March the fifth, eight o'clock kickoff. We have Bayern Munich taking on Lazio. Bayern Munich are one to four. They were two to nine earlier on. The draw is six to one, and Lazio were ten to one or into eight and a half to one. So um, Bayern drifted a little bit. To qualify, yeah, because this is the second leg. They're the second leg. Bayern are uh, three to ten, so minus three thirty-three. And Lazio nine to four, plus two to five to advance from the tie. First game finished one nil to Lazio. The uh, Chiro Immobile penalty in the second half. That one. Um. So Munich. I mean, I don't know if scuffling along. Is the right word. The Champions League home games in the group weren't hugely impressive. They had that sort of two-tier group with uh, Copenhagen, Galatasaray, and then Manchester United. Well, in fact, it's not a two-tier group. There's Man United on in that tier. Um, but they weren't that good. And they're, they're sitting seven points off Leverkusen, having played a game more. Um, only one win in the last four. But it is at home where they're doing most of their winning Munich. Uh, they have won 10 of 12 of their home games. Um, but they haven't been... There's not much in their form going back to December that makes you want to take them on the handicap or a team tour or anything. They started the season really, really well. Went through that little patch where Harry Kane scored a hat-trick every week. They won 8-0, 5-0, 5-1. But since then, you don't really want to get involved too heavily with Munich. 
Um, Lazio, not inspiring much confidence either for me, though. They've only won two of the last seven. Um, but they have been much better since Christmas. The kind of reversal, how Munich have done it, didn't start the season too well. But they have won four of the last six away in the league. So I think Lazio can run them close here. Um, I don't actually mind the plus 225 on Lazio to qualify. Um, but um, I'm going to put a big safety net in here um, on the Asian handicap bars. So Lazio plus one and a half or plus two is going to be the bet. Um, so you'll win this if Lazio cover the one and a half handicap. And you get half your money back, Baz. Did you know this? Uh, if it lands on two goals and it's a draw. So, like I say, I don't mind Lazio to go through because I do think they'll keep it close. So, I'll take Lazio on the Asian handicap, plus one and a half, plus two goals, Barry. You're on mute again. And look, I look at already taking the piss. Come yeah, on. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at the odds because I'm wondering why you've taken that when I've taken where I've gone. But, um, yeah, I mean, this could be catastrophic for buy-in season if they can't turn this around. But as you say, there's not not a lot in the great in, in the sort of recent form to think this is going to be any kind of walk in the park for them. Even at the Allianz Arena, as you say, they're better at home. But they've just one win in five, as you've mentioned. They failed to beat Freiburg at the weekend. They lost to Bochum the other week. Um, well, well beaten by Leverkusen. And obviously lost the first leg of this one. And I took them to do well in the first leg here, and I was wrong. I think I took them in the handicap or team. So I can't remember what the pick was, but I got it terribly wrong. Um, I think I went for goals, actually. But if this game had come immediately following that first leg, I'd have took Bayern again and thought they'll, they'll overcome this. But what we've seen in the interim period doesn't really fill you with much confidence. And I couldn't be back and Bayern to qualify. What did you say? I think it's a 3-10 to 10 or something. Really short price for them to qualify. Yeah. I think it's far too short given their current form. Um, yeah, one win, one draw, one loss since they last played, uh, and the win came with an injury time winner as well. So they made hard work of that one. You've mentioned the home record is good, only one defeat at home all season. But in the Champions League, they have had a couple of draws there. Copenhagen went there and got a draw. Um, Sorry, they have one draw. But the other two wins at home, Man United 4-3, Galatasaray 2-1, I think. So both of them yep. one-goal wins. Um, they've not kept a clean sheet in seven straight games now. And if they concede here, they could be in big trouble. So Latu aren't in great form either. They've lost three of four since the first leg. All of those defeats coming by a single goal. And in two of those defeats, they actually scored the first goal. Lazio don't need a win here. They've got the win already. You know, they're ahead already. They've got something to hold on to. And like you, I think Lazio can keep it tight. Bayern are just in a crisis at the moment. They've blown the league. They won't win the league now. You've got a man in charge who's already been sacked. I mean, how often does that happen? You've sacked your manager, but he's still going to manage them for the rest of the season. I just don't know how that translates to the players and how much respect he's got when they know he's out the door. Already, it's a bit of a strange one. I think Lazio will keep it close. I've went for Lazio plus one point five. Um, I'm not messing about with your silly little tag-ons with yeah. areas and handicap. Um, just over, just a shade over, even for me. I think it's around eleven to ten. Lazio plus one and a half on the handicap, eleven to ten. So Lazio can lose by a single goal. Um, you know, by and might go, then go on and knock them out. But I think Lazio can keep it tight. So the pick for me: Lazio plus one and a half on the handicap at eleven to ten. 
Yeah, a little bit braver than mine, but I like it. That's probably the bet I should have gone for. Uh, but I like the I like the safe one to lead off with. Baz, I like the cornerstone in place. Uh, Kane to score ahead at nine to two is Harry's pick, um, and that header's coming in a three-one win as well. So uh, Harry's getting the cones out and the high vis on. It's the bet builder. Uh, cheers, Harry. Um, the second game on Tuesday. I love this, Baz. This is one of my favourite. Uh, Plays that I picked on this show in months and months and months. Um, it is Real Sociedad against PSG. Uh, Sociedad are eight to five plus one sixty. The draw is twelve to five plus two forty. PSG are thirteen to eight plus one sixty two. Um, PSG lead two nil from the first leg. The qualification prices are six to one for Sociedad and minus one thousand uh, ten to one on. Um, are sorry, they're not 10 to 1 on, they're 100 to 1 on uh, PSG. So, Barry, I've got an absolute favorite Stonewall lock. So, you lead us off, uh, and let's hope that you've got the same. Why don't you lead us off with your absolute? No, I want to see if I'm right. I like like the uh confirmation of you, Baz. I look up to you, I look up to you, I respect you, Barry. So, when you give your pick out, you'll know by my silly little face. Whether I agree with you. You have no respect for me, Malcolm, when you know it. Um, Sociedad looked to have a mountain to climb here. 2-0 deficit to overturn. And it really is a big ask when you see the one win in nine nine in all competitions now. I thought PSG were overpriced in the first leg. I took PSG in the handicap in the first leg at a really good plus money price. I think it was 13 to 8. Still can't believe we got 13 to 8 for that. Um, cash that one, 2-0. Now, I know on the road, you know, they don't need to win and they are on the road and they've, they've actually only lost twice on the road all season, but both of them did come in the Champions League. Newcastle away, Milan away. So they haven't won on the road in the Champions League all season. They've got a draw against Dortmund. But I just think they're a big price here. 13-8 against the Sociedad side. They aren't keeping many clean sheets. I think PSG can go and do the same here. I think PSG will win this. I don't think Sociedad are very good. They're not in very good form. PSG don't lose many games. PSG to score two or more at six to four is my pick. PSG to score two or more. Okay. You were close, Baz. I nearly celebrated early because I did think you were going to throw out PSG to win on the money line, which is the pick. Um, so... I was close. I, I, that was... I was very close to taking that pick. I was between the two. Um, I, I just think they're far too... I think it's a massive price. Right. I mean, Sociedad have done well in this competition and we've picked them a few times. They were quite good to us in the group stage. Um, but also, we did well. We did really well to pivot off them. And we got PSG. I think I took PSG money line last time. You were braver. Um, I mean, 10 of 27 wins in the league for Sociedad. Why would you be back in them at 8 to 5 here? Um, and... The, to beat this class of opposition, it's just far, far, far um, too too close. So I just think the prices are wrong. I think ultimately PSG are a much, much better team. Um, and Sociedad will have to have a go and PSG will pick them off. Uh, so PSG 13 to 8 plus 162 uh, is an absolute dream of a pick for me, Baz. I love it. Uh, two more games after I tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Helping us win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season. Uh, Hall of Fame Bets is a sports betting analytics platform 
Paul Paul is player props and game lines research, NBA and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put your picks into Hall of Fame bets, Parley Optimizer tool. They will break down hit rates by leg, give you expected probabilities, sort all players for your entire parlay, all that sort of stuff. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Uh, Wednesday, we start off with a very short one. It's Manchester City taking on FC Copenhagen. Manchester City are 1-7, minus 700. The draw is 17-2, plus 750. Copenhagen are 14-1. Um... Prices for qualification are entirely irrelevant. Man City 3-1 up for the first leg or a million to one on here. Um, so it's a no contest, really. Um, wanted to see what they did against Manchester United today. I mean, I don't know if this is a similar comp or not. I don't know if it's uh, offensive to Copenhagen to call this a similar comparison game to Manchester United. Man United had an XG of 0.19 today, uh, even though... Rashford scored that absolutely worldly. Like, um, so Copenhagen, they've been quite admirable, I would say, so far in this competition. Um, but this is the end of the road for them. The Danish league restarted 18th of February. They have their winter break, um, and they've won a two of three since the restart. But they did lose two nil out, uh, two nil last time out against Midtjylland. Um, so I like it better. Yet. It gives us a couple of outs, Baz. I like to factor in a couple of things. The bet is Manchester City to win uh, and there to be over three and a half goals in the game. That's 21 to 20 plus 105. Because we've got the two routes of City can spank them completely. City do this in the Champions League quite a lot. They could run up with five or six, no problem. Or Copenhagen could chip in with one um, and City might just do them in 3-1. A little bit like we saw today against Manchester United. That sort of thing today is absolutely perfect. So Man City to win on over three and a half goals is 21 to 20 plus 105, Barry. Right. I can talk you out of that pick very easily. No. When I when I give you my pick, you realise you don't need your no. pick. Um, <laughs> I think there's, and I'm on the same wavelength, I think there's little doubt City will get the job done. Obviously, to what extent and how how do you play it with, with City at one to seven? Three one up from the first leg. 3-1 win a day, 6-2 through the week. So that did break that little mini-streak of, of low-scoring games. The Champions League form saw them win all six games. At home, they won all three, scoring three goals in each of them. They had a 3-1, a 3-2 and a 3-0. They did face Copenhagen in the group stage last year as well. Um, so there is some recent head-to-head form. They beat them 5-0 at the Etihad last season. I'm not going to go too much into Copenhagen's domestic form because I don't think it really feeds into this whatsoever. Champions League on the road this year, they lost 1-0 to Man United but did pick up a couple of good draws, Bayern and Galatasaray, they did go away and get a draw. But I think this, like you, I think it's a bridge too far. City will put them to bed, I think City will cruise to a comfortable victory. They might concede again like you say, it could be a 3-1 could be a 4-0 They do I mean City concede often enough and, and you could take the City total but you've got to take City to score four to get plus money. Um, on a handicap, you need to take City to win by three, which again, they might do that. But I think the safer play for me is just to take over three and a half goals. 
So Copenhagen can help us out. And if not, then a repeat of last year's form, he's still headed anyway. But Malcolm, I'm getting evens, plus 100 for Man City for over three and a half goals. You don't even need to tag Man City on it. What are you getting out of it? Extra 20th of a point. An extra 20p for your £10 <laughs> steak or whatever. Um, I just take the three and a half. I don't think it's worth it. If Copenhagen go and get a, a fluky 2-2. 2-2. Yeah, well, well, it, it could happen. City, City are two yeah, goals right, ahead. Right. I just, I, I just don't think it's worth tagging City on. I don't think you're getting anything out of it. You're almost back in the same price. But um, anyway, you, you play it your way. I'll, I'll happily take City v Copenhagen over three and a half goals at even money. Uh, the strippers is taking a bit of a turn, Baz. It's 2024 in modern Britain, so obviously it's male strippers now, isn't it? She's gone on tour with the Dream Boys, so. I've just got oiled up fellas on me telly now. That's not what I sat here for. Um, or is it, Barry? Or is it? Um, the final game this week is Real Madrid against RB Leipzig. Uh, Madrid are 4 to 7, and minus 175. The draw is 72, and Leipzig are 4 to 1. Uh, to qualify, Madrid are 12 to 1 on, uh, minus 1200, and Leipzig are 7 to 1, but. Yeah, so first things from looking at the form is, is Real Madrid just don't lose at home. Um, they are ahead in this one. They haven't lost at home all season. And they've had just two draws at the Bernabeu all season as well. And Leipzig don't particularly travel well. They won 4-1 on the road at the weekend, but that was their first away win in five. And they've only won three of 11 away games on the road recently. Um, Madrid won all three of their home games in the Champions League. In fact, I think they won all of their home games, didn't they? I think they were another team with 18 points. Leipzig didn't win away. Sorry, Leipzig did win away at Red Star and Young Boys in the group stage, but lost 3-2 to Man City. And I thought it's a hard one to handicap. I think I think Real Madrid win. I think Real Madrid qualify. But it's whether can Leipzig keep it tight? Because Madrid are rarely blowing teams away at the moment. And that's what stood out to me. Only once in the last eight games have Madrid scored more than two goals. Five of the last seven games for Madrid have gone under two and a half goals as well, including the first leg of this one. I think Madrid will win it, but I think it could be low scoring again. And I think the unders represents a bit of value. So my pick, Real v Leipzig, I'm going to go for the under two and a half goals at six to four. I like the 2 0 correct scoreline. I think Real Madrid will coast to a, a comfortable enough win. Uh, 2-0 is 8-1, to one, Real Madrid v Leipzig. Yeah, I like that, Baz. My pick will fit in with that. Harry's uh, gone for Madrid 2-0 as well. Um, I mean, Madrid 1-0 up, 3 of 3 at home in the group. They scored 8 goals at home. Um, Leipzig did win their games, but this was a group that... Their group was a two-tiered group. They had young boys and Red Star in there, um, and they won those two, which you'd expect... Madrid's home form in the league is outstanding. One eleven drawn, two unbeaten. No real patterns in the over/under of both teams to score. But Leipzig's form is just really middling, and their away form particularly is not great. They've only won five of twelve in the league, so I don't want to factor Leipzig into this. Baz, um, I just thought Madrid are good enough to win by two. That was it. It was that simple. Like, so I, I like the unders is fine. The two nil that Harry throws out is absolutely fine. Um, I think Madrid on the handicap at eleven to eight. Plus 137 represent a decent value for me, Baz. Uh, so I'll stick with that dead simple. Um, there is, Barry, I've got a bonus game here, which uh, 
you either didn't you chose not to handicap for some reason because you're a lazy man. Um, there's a you Europa League game on the internet thinks it's on Wednesday, the whole internet, but Bet365 think it's on Tuesday. Uh, Europa League is still on Tuesday on Bet365, like so. I'm going to go with Tuesday, the early kickoff, um, 5.45, which is 12.45 Eastern time. And the game is, it's a quarter-final match, and it's Sport in Lisbon against Atalanta. But there is a reason this caught my eye, Baz. A, it was on the list. That's why it actually physically caught my eye. But these two teams played each other in the group, Barry. So we've got a little form line, so it's one of those things that you can dig your nose into. Um, and what's happened here is the top team in the group goes to automatically Atalanta, and then there was the weird playoff thing. Um, where the Champions League teams came in and they played the second-place teams. So that's what's been going on in the last couple of weeks when the Champions League's been going on. Um, so Atlanta won the group and went through. Sporting have then had to play off against Young Boys. So Sporting knocked Young Boys out and then drawn Atalanta. So they're playing each other again. So for this game on Tuesday in Portugal, Sporting are 11-10, plus 110. They draw 13-5, to 5, plus 260. And Atalanta are eleven to five plus two twenty. Um, so on the form lines in the group, Atlanta won this game two one in Portugal, um, and the game finished one one in Italy. So there's not much between them, Baz. Sporting are absolutely flying at home, but like we say often with these Portuguese teams, it's against zero opposition. But they have scored, Baz, in the last seven games five 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 eight three three and two. So they've got a two as the lowest scorer. A couple of threes, three fives and an eight. Um, Atlanta playing okay at home uh, in Italy, but they are better at home. I was tempted by Atlanta, uh, Atalanta to repeat the win at 11-5 to five plus 220. Um, their away form wasn't quite good enough for me to get there. But I love it, but I haven't got one of these tonight. It's me lazy bet bars. The both teams to score over two and a half looks nailed on. One of these teams wins this game 2-1, Baz. Um and it's even money. So I'm absolutely delighted with that. The, all the forms in the book, uh, both teams to score over two and a half, even money. Sport and Lisbon versus Atalanta, Barry. Yeah, if you give me even money, each of two, is that game on Tuesday night or Wednesday night? I'll take the Wednesday. You you think it's Wednesday? I definitely think it's Wednesday. Well, why? Right. Put Bet365 up on your computer. Are you yeah. doing that now? I'm doing yep. that now. I'm going to go down to the soccer. To Europa League. And I'm going to go to Europa League. And I don't know yeah. what you're saying. I just think it's wrong. Um, is it classed as an elite European competition when I'm looking at the... Uh, oh, I don't know what menu you've... Yeah, they, they've definitely got it down as the fifth of March. But the sporting website itself, like their own official page, says it's Wednesday. Um... I just can't see that they've got that wrong. Harry's going and if you look at um, the UEFA re- website, even UEFA have it down as Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely Wednesday. Bet365 are the ones who've got it wrong, I think. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, we'll go about Wednesday then. Uh, Either way, anyway, it's pick. you've just got to wait an extra 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, which is which is more fun. And I think, Baz, we've, uh, we've cracked through it. A little cheeky 45-minute session tonight with only four... In a bit, games to handicap. Um, anything you want to tell the people before we go? 
Uh, no, um, if I come up with anything through the week, any other stuff, there is a lot of EFL stuff, although my EFL form has been a bit poor lately. Um, we'll stick it out on the shorts. Um, once again, thank you everyone who has been watching them, commenting on them, liking it. Um, if you don't already subscribe to the YouTube, if you're one of those who listens to the podcast, try and do that because um, we are trying to get up to a thousand as quick as possible. Um, we're making progress, but make sure you follow YouTube if you can. Um, nothing more from me. I know um, you've got a story about a lime, Malcolm. Are you going to tell tell the people about your little experiment with a oh, lime? Is it? That's not a story, Barry. You've built uh, that up now. No. What day was it? Thursday or Friday? I can't remember. Oh, it's not a story. Again, you've put the pressure on me. What happened was, it's a one line. There was nothing on telly, so I air fried a lime. That's it. That's not a story, Barry. But what were you hoping to achieve with the lime? Oh, well, who knows? It was just, it's nice to have a hobby, isn't it? It on, was like... On, was it on full full heat? Just the top max crisp. Because yeah, right. <laughs> I've, I've air fried a lime, but I use it my, on mine. You can, you can dehydrate, so you can slice yeah. your lime up. And dehydrate mm. your lime, and then it's it. Because actually, I'm going to do that this week. I've got a load of oranges, Malcolm. I don't eat oranges. Uh, I've got too well, many oranges, and I don't like waste. Oh, I don't know. I don't know why I've got too many oranges. But I don't like waste, so I will slice them up and dehydrate them, and they'll go nice in a glass of gin at some point. Um, and the last for months once I've dehydrated them, put them in a tub. I haven't dehydrated anything yet. I looked at my instructions. It takes about ten hours or something, doesn't it? I couldn't read oh, them. Yeah, just do it overnight. Just Dead easy, man. Yeah. Um, because I thought I didn't know if you could do. Have you not done any jerky or anything like that? Built on that's no, all. Not, not yet, no. But I would like to do that. And I made some jerky in the airing cupboard. Do you remember about three years ago? <laughs> I was asking this woman. She went to get some clean towels out the airing cupboard. There's about fifteen kilos of beef hanging up there, <laughs> and all the, all the towels and spare sheets and that just sitting on the floor. Uh, getting covered in blood. blood. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just dripping, blood dripping onto the boiler. Beautiful, Barry. Um, oh, well, that filled in three minutes. Right, thanks, everyone, who joined us. Um, going Courtney backwards, Callum, Harry, uh, Lloyd O'Cree. Um, yeah, all sorts coming up. We will we'll throw out some Cheltenham picks, like I say. But Discord channel, YouTube, like, share, subscribe, all of that stuff. Loads of winners going on. We'll be doing really well. It's nice to see people chirping up as well. Uh, a lot of shrewd people in and around the Premier League Gambling Podcast, so appreciate that. Um, thank you very much for listening tonight. Uh, we will be back on, we don't know, because I'm going to work, Barry, on Wednesday in Manchester. I've not had a job for ages, nothing local, all the way to a Manchester Airport Hotel. Uh, so not thrilled about that. Like, So we'll have to do the show through the day, Thursday, something like that. But we'll do one. Uh, so watch out for the uh, schedule of the stream. It's the thing to do if you're keen to get involved. Uh, until then, though, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Mm -hmm.